time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Hope you had a good night um, recording this on a Wednesday morning. Well, is it Wednesday? Yes, it's Wednesday. (laughs) I'm recording this on a Wednesday morning, man. And I want to say thank you all for checking out the podcast. So even if you're not checking it out live, really do appreciate it. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the obvious topic, which is Michael Thomas. According to Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter of ESPN, Michael Thomas will be missing several games due to a high ankle sprain. So that leads us to a question that the Who That Nation wants to be answered. It wants this question to be answered. And that that question is, who's going to step up? Who's going to step up? Who is going to answer the call? Who's going to do it? Who is going to be that wide receiver that steps out of the shadow and becomes his own man? You know, first off, before I get started with this, I just want to say this sucks. (laughs) This is not good at all, who that nation. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie and try to sugarcoat it. And, and, you know, I'm not going to try to give you all uh, this lip service about, Oh, the New Orleans Saints offense is not going to miss a beat. Michael Thomas is is not going to be that big of a factor. I think we all can agree that Michael Thomas is arguably one of the best wide receivers in football. He's definitely top three. Top two depends on who you're talking to. 149 receptions last season, over 1,700 yards receiving. 11 touchdowns. How are you going to how are you going to fix this? How are you going to substitute that type of production? You know, look, I understand who that nation. I I get it, right? You know, you got people filing into your your chats and you know, they they might be Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, they might be Carolina Panthers fans, they might be <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons fans, but and I get it, man. They, they they are laughing. They're rejoicing. They're saying hooray right now because they feel like the Saints are going to fall without Michael Thomas. 149 receptions. Y'all got to think about this, man. The closest person to Michael Thomas reception-wise was Jared Cook, and he had 43 receptions last season. So that is 106. He had 106 more catches than the next person. That's a lot of production. That is a high percentage of passes going in the way of Michael Thomas. But I say this, who that nation? I look at it and I look at it two ways, right? I look at it like Michael Thomas is not going to be playing. So it's going to force the New Orleans Saints to do something 
that they have not done in quite some time, and that's run the football. You're going to have to count on running the football in order for you to win games. You're going to have to count on controlling the time of possession to win games. So why is my pillow not wet with tears last night? Why wasn't it wet with tears when I woke up this morning? It's because I look at what the Saints can do, and I look at what the Saints can be. And I look at what I've been asking the Saints to do for a long time. I can see it happening. I can see the Saints running the football more than passing it. It's unfortunate that it's going to take Michael Thomas to get hurt for them to run the football. And it's also going to cause Sean Payton to stay up a little bit longer. Look, I like Sean Payton when he has to overcome adversity. I actually like that Sean Payton. I don't like complacent Sean Payton. You know, sometimes Sean Payton can get complacent. And I think it was kind of healthy that Drew Brees ended up getting hurt last season because it, it showed the NFL that Sean Payton is a really good head coach and a really good play caller because he brought Teddy Bridgewater in. Teddy Bridgewater was the starter for those five games and the Saints look completely different. They look completely different. They were a run-first team, pass when you had to. They were passing to sustain drives and keep them going. But for the most part, it was the Latavius Murray show. And it should be the Latavius Murray-Alvin Kamara show. Because those guys showed you last week in a tough phone boot defensive game in the second half, they answered the call. They answered the call. Latavius Murray did what he needed to do. He was that sledgehammer. People was asking, man, who, who's the Mark Ingram sledgehammer? Who's going to replace Mark Ingram? Well, you're seeing it in Latavius Murray. You're seeing it in Latavius. Y'all seen some of those tough yards he was running? Y'all seen them tough yards he was getting out there? He was doing his thing. He was handling his business. And now you have a healthy Alvin Kamara. I understand, like, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Buccaneers fans are, are the, the kings and queens of moral victories. They're, they're putting up pro football-focused stats. Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they, they held Alvin Kamara to 1.3 yards of carry, the least in his career. Michael Thomas was held to 17 yards, the least of his career. Moral victories. But who got the dub and who got the L? Alvin Kamara was a huge factor in that game. And he's going to be a huge factor down the line. He is not going to be going up against Levante, David, and Devin White every week. There are going to be linebackers that are not going to be as talented as that linebacking group. And the Saints are going to be able to capitalize. And Alvin Kamara is really going to be a game changer. And so is Latavius Murray. Because teams don't have Via Vea and, and Dominican Sue. Up the A-gap. They, they, they don't. So they're only going to get better. But who that nation? I know what you're asking yourself. Well, TJ, that's fine and dandy, but what happens if they have to play the Green Bay Packers? We've seen the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers look red hot. They put up 40 points. He threw for four touchdowns. How are we going to be able to go toe-to-toe with the great Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? I get it, right? So, if the Saints are in that, I don't know, if they're in that slugfest game, right, where it's going to cause Drew Brees to step out of his comfort zone and have to throw three, four touchdowns like he did against the San Francisco 49ers. 
And I, when I mean comfort zone, who that nation, I mean the comfort zone is Drew Brees today, not years ago. The comfort zone today is Dinkin and Duncan. But in that San Francisco game, you seen him kind of, you know, throw the ball down the field, extend plays, all right? And you seen him uh, put his receivers in position to make plays. So who's going to be that guy against teams like the Green Bay Packers, right? I get it. But I tell you this, the Saints picked the right time to answer the question of who is going to be the number two receiver. You know, a couple of years ago, if this would have happened, I think we all would have been in panic mode. We all would have been scared. We all would have been, oh, my God, what are we going to do, man? Uh, Michael Thomas had 125 receptions. What if this would have happened last year? Right? He had 149 receptions of the NFL record. What would have happened last year when the Saints clearly didn't have a number two? Well, who that nation, I'm here today to tell you do not be discouraged because they have Emmanuel Sanders. Okay? And for those that don't read the Bible, the name Emmanuel means God is with us, right? That's what that's what the name Emmanuel means, right? So God was definitely on our side when we went out and we signed Emmanuel Sanders because it was the right time for him to come in. And now we aren't as afraid anymore because we know that we have a guy that we can count on. Emmanuel Sanders is a really good receiver. And I know people think that this guy is just a slot receiver. That is not true. This guy can run a route tree. He's an elite route runner. And he's always been on teams where he was the number two guy. When he played for the Denver Broncos, you had Demarius Thomas, right? When he went to San Francisco, they had Debo Samuels. When he was in, or when he was in Pittsburgh, they had Mike Wallace and emerging Antonio Brown. So it's not like he can't be that guy. They just always had the, the go-to guy. So this is the right time for this situation to happen. Well, what about all the other receivers? Well, you've seen Derek Cook, and you've seen what he did this past Sunday. You've seen they used Tinsome Hill in a variety of ways. And I also think that you're going to see more of Deontay Harris. You know, I, I looked at a poll on Twitter, and, and the poll says, who do you think is going to step up? And I was, I was shocked. I mean, absolutely flabbergasted that his name wasn't on the list. You had Traquan Smith. You had... Emmanuel Sanders, uh, you had Jared Cook, you had Taysom Hill. But nobody was talking about Deontay Harris. Did you not see Deontay Harris in that game? Did you not see every time he touched the ball, he got big yards? Did you not see how close those guys were coming down, those gunners on special teams, and he still managed to get positive yards? This guy is a very underrated player, who that nation. So you ask yourself, why wasn't my pillow wet with tears again? It's because of players like Deontay Harris. It's because of players like Adam Trotman, who was only in the game mostly to block. So that's going to open up his opportunities. It's going to give him more opportunities, excuse me, to make plays. He is going to be able to make those plays, and he is going to be that guy that can extend the field. We may be looking at a New England Patriot-type offense back in the days when Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski was in, in a Patriot uniform. I'm talking about when they was in a prime, not Gronk, who you seen last Sunday. I don't know who that guy was. But I'm talking about I'm talking about an actual one-two punch at tight end, and not to mention Josh Hill in the red zone. 
So I'm not discouraged at all. And I don't pay attention to all the haters out there. I don't pay attention to them. They don't matter. Tampa Bay fans, you don't matter your loss. You're just petty and, and, and you're just looking for moral victories. The Atlanta Falcons fans, please sit down somewhere. And then you also have the Carolina Panther fans who I have to say, I really don't despise more than I dislike Falcon and Buccaneers fans. But at the same time, they got something to say they can fall back as well. Because the Saints, just like last year, they have depth and they have good coaching. Anytime a star future Hall of Fame quarterback can leave and you still can muster up a game plan to win you five games, not two out of five, not three out of five, not even four out of five, but all five games, I trust Sean Payton and the coaching staff. And let's not pretend even though Drew Brees doesn't have the arm strength that he once did, let's not pretend like he can't ball out. Let's not pretend like he can't put guys in a position to succeed. Let's not pretend like Drew Brees can't get dialed in and make a guy live up to their true potential. There's a reason why people like Robert Meacham got contracts with other teams, right? There's a reason why Lance Moore, when he left, he got a contract with another team. There's a reason why Willie Sneed just got a contract extension in Baltimore. You have to say thank you to Drew Brees because he made those guys look much better than what they were. And although Willis Snead makes plays here and there, Lance Moore wasn't a factor when he went to Detroit and when he went to Pittsburgh, and Robert Meacham wasn't a factor when he went to San Diego at the time when the Chargers were in San Diego. So Drew Brees has put those guys in positions to make cheddar. Now, he's not the same quarterback as he once was, but he's still as accurate as he can be. How important was those games back in week 17 when Michael Thomas last season ended up breaking his hand? And we noticed in week 17 against the Carolina Panthers, we seen Drew Brees throwing more passes to Traquan Smith than he probably did in his entire time with Traquan. It's because, I mean, for us to see that, it just shows us what it can be. And now you have a whole new year. Traquan, third year understands the playbook. So I think it's a good thing. Bravo Football says uh, Sanders is probably our best wide receiver signing in free agency. Dude can play ball at a very high level. I'm not worried about our wide receiver core. Nah, me neither. I'm not, I'm not concerned about it at all. Bianca says, I agree. Michael says, I think Sean will really get in his bag. You could use Emmanuel in so many ways, the X or the Y. I love our team. This could bring our whole team together. We will be fine. Watch. Who that? Yeah. Because it's forcing guys to step up. It's forcing guys to play and do things that are very, very unconventional. That's what, that's what it's causing guys to do. So, Thank you, my G. Well, I appreciate that. Facts. Okay, let's scroll back up a little bit. Let me see. Let's, let's stop right here. Saints have the talent with Sean Payton talking accountability for terrible play calling in week one is waking the beast. I agree with that, too. I agree with the fact that Sean Payton taking accountability was a very, very good thing. 
It was a very, very good thing. It was very, very positive. And uh, I think that he's going to learn. And like I said, Sean Payton, sometimes when it comes to him overcoming adversity, it's a good thing. Run the ball. I agree. You know, I think if you run a football, I think you're going to get positive results. Iceman says, hey, to, hate to say it, but we will see what Traquan can do, I guess. I said it last night. I just feel like we put too much emphasis on Traquan Smith and what he can be as a wide receiver. I mean, <laughs> I think we pretty much see what he is. That's why I say I'm glad we got Emmanuel Sanders. Traquan Smith, who that Saints nation? I don't know, man. I think we're putting too much uh, pressure on uh, – I won't say pressure, but I think we're putting too much emphasis on Traquan. Caleb says, I think the Saints will be fine. I see Callaway and Harris getting more looks. I think you're going to see Deion- I think you're going to see Deontay Harris more so than Callaway. I still think Callaway has some, some work to do. I think it may have been a couple weeks if they say that uh, Michael Thomas, if I'm not mistaken, going to miss probably about five weeks. I think you'll probably see Callaway then, but I don't think you're going to like see anything from him right away. Uh, but thank you for the $5, Caleb. Michael says, I think personally this could help our offense in the long run. More players get involved going to be very interesting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to step up. They're going to have to step up. PJ, next man up. Good thing we have a complete team. Yeah, that's a good thing, too. And like I said, you know, it's not like we didn't see Michael Thomas go three, had three receptions and 17 yards, and the Saints still put up 40 points. I think if we didn't see that, then we probably would be more nervous. But we see that the team can actually function without him being, you know, just a integral role, playing an integral role in the offense. But I think Michael Thomas, uh, you know, look, if you're going to miss your star wide receiver, then I think that I think that this is the best time to do it. We're about to open a run game. I hope so. It's going to force them to have to do it. It's rather simple. Just run more. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, when it comes to those shootout games, you know, you're still going to need a primary target. That's why I'm glad Emmanuel Sanders is here. Sean's value Traquan ability differently than how we as fans see him. Yeah, because we only see the pass catching. Uh, we don't really see, like, guys blocking and stuff like that down the field. We don't see that kind of stuff. You know, uh, we don't pay attention to that. We just pay attention to guys, you know, going yard. That, that's all we see. We don't pay attention to the guy going down the field and – <laughs> and blocking for a guy, you know what I'm saying, to extend him 15, 20 yards down the field in a blocking game, especially when they're running. We don't pay attention to that. We just pay attention to, like, those big plays, catching passes over cornerbacks or safeties, and, you know, we don't look at the dirty work. I mean, when it comes to the dirty work, he, he does a good job with that. We've been here before. Just means our boys will have to step it up. We seen it last year with Drew Brees. We seen it last year with Drew Brees being injured, being out five games. So it's possible. And I don't think anybody's more important to the team than Drew Brees is, you know, as far as like what he does and how he commands the offense. 
Drew can get the ball to speed the receivers. That's why players like Traquan and Tay again don't flourish. Players like Mike T and Cook do really well. Yeah, because, you know, they're, they're good, Chris route runners. Uh, Jared Cook is more of a, a – uh, he just has a big catch radius, so and he a tight end, so why not? And we all know that Drew Brees does a really good job when he has, like, that, that big, tall tight end that can catch the pass that we've seen it with Jimmy Graham. Well said, brother. Saints will ball. Harris uh, be used be used more, and Cook could continue to have big plays. Yep. I, and I, I think, like, late in the fourth quarter, we've seen Emmanuel Sanders kind of step out, you know, catch some tough passes, and even score a touchdown. Don't even get, get started on our defense and special teams. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job. They did a really good job in this game. Why not use Ty Montgomery more? Uh, I think you're probably going to see him more. He, he played mostly on special teams. I thought he was going to lead the game with a concussion, but he ended up coming back in. Lattimore and Janoris look nice. Laddie put Evans in the kid's seat. <laughs> man, he did a good job, man. 29 targets, I think. I think 29 snaps, they were lined up against each other, and Mike Evans didn't catch anything. And I heard another interesting stat. They said that Mike Evans didn't – they say Mike Evans didn't catch a pass on him since December of 2018. That's almost two years. Let's see. Trade Sheldon Rankins for a receiver. Why? We haven't seen any reason for us to have that trade for a wide receiver. We, we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen anything for us to say, oh, man, we need another wide receiver. I've been seeing comments by Raider fans. They feel it's easier now without uh, Mike being a factor. I hope they don't really think that honestly. I hope not either. Because you really don't know who to zero in on anymore. And it, it opens up the playbook for other guys to make plays. I need to go watch last week's Raider game. Where are the weakest on off on defense? In the secondary, the weakest in the secondary. Uh, they, they start up front, and they still learning like the with the pass rush. But they probably best uh, on their front. But their secondary is still young and learning. I mean, they got a lot of talent though. Mike looked big, man. I don't know what that means. I think the receivers will step up. Well, they need to, you know, they need to step up. They need to handle their business, you know, because like I said, that's the only reason, that's the only way the Saints are going to be able to, that's the only way they're going to be able to get through this. These guys are going to have to step up, earn their money. I remember a time when we had to rely on our tight ends and we had the best tight end core. It's one of the reasons we won a Super Bowl. Yeah, when a Saint, like, the thing about it is, when you have a good tight end, it kind of plays to the strength of Drew Brees because, like I said, he he doesn't throw the ball down the field. He doesn't throw the ball down the field, and you know it just you know it's just easier for him, especially like when he has a tall guy with a good catch radius where he can just kind of just throw the ball up, and the guy makes a play. That's why like somebody like Jimmy Graham was successful. That's why Jared Cook is successful, you know. And I feel like Jared Cook is a much better overall tight end than Jimmy Graham was. 
Malcolm Jenkins in our secondary again has given us the extra something. Yeah, he's given them leadership. You know, is is he gives them strong leadership? That that's what he gives them. So I mean that that's the most important thing. You know, knowing that you have a safety that's going to be exactly where he needs to be, and also get guys in position where they need to be in order to make plays, and being able to call out offenses. You know, to help out the secondary. I think you. I think you're gonna see a a, a a huge change, and not to mention, man, a, another year under the same defensive coordinator, you can see the secondary just flying, flying around the field. Mike Evans was a big man at Lattimore. Okay, uh, all right. I didn't know what that meant when it said Mike Evans. I, I mean, we talk about Mike Thomas, then you got Mike Evans. I'm like, okay, at the mid show, you know, I know what Mike was talking about here. Mike Evans can guard, uh, can guard Mike, has to throw a punch because that's the only throws <laughs> he'll see when Lattimore is around. <laughs> man, he did a good job. You know, we 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 got to be honest, man. We He definitely did a good job. He definitely did do his job, and you can tell he embraced that matchup. And maybe it's because of his disdain for Mike Evans. That's the reason why he stepped up. The health of Cook is extremely important during Mike T's absence. I agree. I don't think the Saints can afford to have any other little hiccups on injuries. So hopefully these guys can be able to play uh, throughout the time in the absence of Michael Thomas. You can't lose Alvin Kamara again. You can't lose uh, Jared Cook. And you can't really lose anybody else. You can't even lose Traquan Smith because even though we criticize him, I feel like he knows the playbook more than the majority of those other wide receivers. So, I mean, if if I were Drew Brees, even though I'm glad Emmanuel Sanders is here, I would rely on Traquan Smith more than even Emmanuel Sanders because, I mean, Traquan Smith has been in the same system for three years. So he knows the playbook and understands Drew Brees' tendencies more than Emmanuel Sanders does. So you definitely don't need him to be out. Iceman says, I think a free Brees style of play is not a big deal in the regular season. But the drinking, I mean, the dinking and dunking will be a problem in the playoffs. The blueprint is out on Breeze. Am I wrong for thinking that? Uh, I think what you have right now is the Tony Romo effect. You know, a guy who was really good in the regular season, plays decent in the regular season. And then when he goes to the postseason, he forget how to play football. Uh, you know, even right now, if you want to th- think about modern day, Lamar Jackson. Now, we all know that Drew Brees is, it doesn't have the athletic ability as a Lamar Jackson, but when it comes to, like, putting up stats and and, and, break, and breaking records and stuff like that, you know, you have to say Lamar Jackson, but he looks like a completely different person in the playoffs. I agree, though. You know, teams buckle down, and, you know, they really pay attention to details in the playoffs. So the Saints are going to have to kind of change things up, especially if they end up making a postseason. They're not going to be able to play that conservative-type ball and think that, they're going to win something because they're not. Or they might win, but it's going to be much closer, and we don't want that. At least Cook stays healthy more than Graham. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he started off the season injured, but he still played in all the games, and but he was still dealing with lingering injuries. And then he was uh, rehabbing at the same time. And as you can see, as the weeks went by, he got stronger and better. So, yeah, Jared Cook is definitely um, – Definitely a good find for the New Orleans Saints, and he's definitely been a really good addition. I mean, and I think a lot of people don't understand too, man. Jared Cook led 
the Oakland Raiders in receptions the year before uh, he came to the Saints, you know. So, I mean, he, he is really good. Yes, he was. I was looking for him to be tossed out of the game. I know we always say that Lattimore is the best corner the Saints ever had, but I think Janoris is the best corner we ever had. I mean, the guy only been here for a cup of coffee, Ice Man T. Yo. <laughs> I think he's better than Lattimore, especially for turning the ball over. Now he's good, he's better, he's better than him than that, you know what I'm saying, in that regard. But I mean, I got only been here what going on like his fourth game, fifth game. I mean, he ain't been here long enough for us to say that he, you know, that he the best corner that they ever had. I just think that I think that he does a, an, an amazing job. And I heard somebody say that he the he the Saints uh new Jabari Grill. Now nah, he's better than Jabari Grill was. No disrespect to Jabari Grill. I like him a lot, and I think he was a really good solid corner for the Saints. But um I don't think that um I don't think that he was better than Janoris Jenkins. I think that Marshawn Lattimore is still the best cornerback the Saints ever had, you know, because he's been here longer and he's played at a high level since he's gotten here, you know. And I mean, we can say that, you know, he takes games off and he plays down to his competition, but when that guy's dialed in, when it's time for him to go up against elite competition, he 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 goes out there and he balls out, man, for the exception of Adam Thielen, man. He, he, he can't hold him. He can't hold Adam Thielen. That's that's his kryptonite right there. Uh Deontay Harris. Yeah, Deontay Harris is gonna show up. He's gonna show out. Our defense going to be something now since we have two lockdown, uh two lockdown corners. Yeah, as long as they stay healthy, we should be okay. I think I think by those two guys being healthy and those two guys being locked down corners, it opens up the defense to unlimited possibilities. Like as long as these guys are out there on the field, as long as those guys are out there balling out, uh, you know, and, and locking down their man, they can do so many different things defensively. It'll be hard for them to be stopped. We have to limit the pass interference penalties. But I know it will get better. First game always have a few penalties. Of all things considered, man, you know, I will say, for the exception of that Marcus Williams pass interference, I think a lot of those pass interference was you can call ticky-tack, okay? I feel like the 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 Marshawn Lattimore pass interference on Mike Evans, I feel like that was good coverage because they both were, like, hand-fighting. Uh, I feel like uh, Patrick Robinson, I feel like that was, like, good. That was – that was good coverage right there. They say that he hooked his arm, but now I, I didn't see any hooking of the arm. I just seen him like have his arm underneath Scotty Miller. So I didn't think that should have been pass interference. But I think that Marcus Williams uh, pass interference call was suffice. I feel like, uh, you know, that was expected, man. I mean, Marcus Williams is a safety for a reason. I mean, I, I don't expect for him to be able to keep up with Mike Evans. So that's pretty. That was, you know, besides that, I think the Saints played pretty decent. Man, Devin White and Levante David were getting to that line. That's because they're really good athletic linebackers. They're really good athletic linebackers, folks. And I apologize. I took my headphones off, man. It's just that background noise, man. It's hard for me to get my thoughts together. But anyway, you know, I just feel like – I really just feel like uh, those guys are two of the best linebackers, um, you know, that that are in the NFL right now. And they just so happen to play on the same team. I mean, we've seen this a lot from Tommy Jones and Luke Keekley back in the day, right? They, they, they are the new Keekley and, and Thomas Davis. 
you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I expect for them to go out there and ball out. They're really good. Good morning, man. I don't think anybody asked how your morning was going, TJ Jones. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Blake. Uh, my morning is going just fine, man. Uh, been at the station right now since about 6.30. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm okay, man. Having a good day so far. Uh, I was answering someone else. Ghostface says, uh, who that, everyone? What's going on, Ghostface? Thank you for stopping by. Uh, he on the practice squad. Uh, I don't know who we're talking about here. Uh, James says, TJ, the host, did you get a haircut? Uh, yeah, you know, I got a haircut. That's the reason I got no hat on today. You know what I'm saying? I had to show y'all your boy had to get fresh real quick. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I had to, man. I had to I had to show off, you know what I'm saying, my fresh cut. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason I ain't got no hat on right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just flexing real quick. <laughs> uh, TJ, is your son feeling better? You mentioned a light cold. Uh, Yeah, man, my wife took him to the doctor. Uh, They said he had a little bug. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing really serious. Uh, he was able to go back to daycare, man. He had picture day on yesterday, and he's still running around the house and you know, giving my wife a hard time <laughs> this morning. Uh, she called me like all stressed out and frustrated, talking about like how she tried to change his diaper and he and he trying to run. You know, he running away from her. She had to chase him around the house. So I mean, even though he was coughing, you know, he had a light cough. It didn't affect his personality and didn't affect his mood or anything. So he's doing fine. Hey TJ, love the show. How long do you think it will be in this uh season before we see a new and improved Jameis Winston? Uh I don't think you're gonna be able to see it unless Drew Brees gets hurt, you know. Um, I think right now the best thing for Jameis is to get these mental reps, to be in that quarterback room and learn from Drew Brees. You know, I feel like Jameis Winston being on the bench is only going to up his stock if he decides to go back into free agency. You know, because teams will be like, well, you know, he did throw for 5,000 yards and he learned under Drew Brees. Maybe we need to kick the tires on this guy and see what he has. So probably the best thing that he can do is sit on a bench and watch the game. You know, like that's probably the best thing that he can do. It probably will up his stock, you know. So I don't think that you need to see him. And the only way you're going to see him if Drew Brees gets hurt. We good. We have a well-built team. Who that? Yeah, I agree with that. And also, you know, I think you might see him in a couple games too. I think, I think they're gonna end up like using him like they. I, I can see a package where they put Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston in the game. It, it's probably gonna be for a play action or something like that, where they can throw the ball down the field. The reason why I don't feel like you're gonna see that right now is because Jameis is still learning the playbook. But I mean, it's, it's coming though. Get your shine on, okay. <laughs> Uh, little TJ running around the house like the beer man, Michael Lewis. Yeah, man, he he definitely he definitely be running. You know? He definitely gonna be fast. You can tell. Do you think Marquez Callaway will be activated? I feel like he'll be activated, but I, I think that you're not gonna see him that much. You're not gonna see him 70, 80 percent of the time. He's not gonna be in the game and fully involved like that. I still feel like no OTAs and no minicamp and very. You know, very, I mean, no preseason at all for him to learn. I don't think you're going to be able to see him. I think he's still going to need a couple weeks for him to develop. So I think he is going to be activated, but I think it's going to be other guys that are going to be getting more snaps than he would. You might see him like in blocking situations, 
maybe if they want to take a shot down the field, he might be in a game. But um, you're not going to see him uh, over over 50%. I'd say about 25 30% if he plays in, in certain packages. Week two, Kamara 100-plus receiving yards and Murray 100 yards rushing on 20 or, t- or less attempts. Well, you know, I like that time, kind of talking right there. I'm not mad at it at all, you know, if, if that happens, but we'll see. I don't want to just undermine Las Vegas, uh, you know, and just say, oh, man, that's just a dub right there. Teams get better. And we all know for some apparent reason when teams leave one market and go to another market, all of a sudden they become unstoppable and playoff contenders. I don't know. You 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 tell me. You tell me what it is. I mean, you you look at one team like St. Louis going to Los Angeles. All them years St. Louis didn't make the playoffs. Then one year they go to Los Angeles and they're in the playoffs. Then you see San Diego struggling for the last three seasons, then make the playoffs, go to Los Angeles. Now all of a sudden, look at them. They're in the playoffs. So I'm like, I mean, it might be the same thing with uh with Vegas. So Morning. Don't know if uh, it's been uh, asked already, but you think Carlton Davis the third is going to be a real deal for Tampa or Mike T just had a rare off game? Uh, I think Carlton Davis uh, did a good job on Michael Thomas. Look, I'm brave enough to say, you know, we always try to find excuses when it it works in our favor. You know, we like some people were trying to beat me up because I was talking about Drew Brees holding back the Saints offense. For the, you know, the fact that there were little to no explosive plays, people got mad at me and saying that, oh, man, you always hating on Drew Brees, this, that, and the third. But then I did myself a little social experiment, and I put Tom Brady is washed. And so many people wanted to comment and like that right there and want the cosign. So that goes to show you right there that we, we want to pick and choose, you know, who we like and who we want to defend and all that kind of stuff. Look, I'm going to call a spade a spade. Carlton Davis did an outstanding job on Michael Thomas. If we can sit up here and give Lattimore his due for lining up against uh, Mike Evans, we can give Carlton Davis, even though he doesn't play for the Saints, his credit because he did a really good job on Michael Thomas. And I, and I, I went back and I watched the game, folks. I seen very little double coverage. And Carlton Davis is a really good cornerback. I don't know if y'all remember this game, but he had his, his fingerprints all over the game the last time the Saints played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Superdome. He just ended up getting a concussion and leaving the game. And the next thing you know, you've seen Michael Thomas just go off. So Carlton Davis, this was not just some, you know, some anomaly or something like that. This is a reoccurring thing. Carlton Davis is going to be a problem in the NFC South. He's a really good cornerback he's he's big he reminds me of like a a a younger Xavier Rhodes that's what he reminds me of so I'm gonna give him his credit man three catcher for 17 yards I don't care I don't care how they cover him you know like if you know if if you got three catches 17 yards you're a first team all pro and you had more receptions than any other receiver last season I'm gonna give you your credit so let's not be like that folks you know I understand he don't play for the Saints and you know, we we feel like for some apparent reason, if we if we give some other team credit, then we're not real fans. Well, I guess I'm not a real fan then because I'm gonna give credit to Carlton Davis just like I gave credit to Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Mike Evans. So you can't just you can't just look at one and and not give credit for the other. Carlton Davis is a really good corner. Devin White and Levante David kept coming. They're good, man. Best best linebacker duo in football right now, Kareem. Julius says, what's up, TJ? I was in 
Vegas this past weekend. For some reason, the Raiders fan base think they can beat us. They should, Julius. I mean, what are, what are we supposed to say? Like, this was like us going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in a, in a few weeks in a Superdome. Are we going to say, oh, man, y'all the Super Bowl champions, man. We ain't got no chance. We ain't going to say that, right? We're going to say, man, we're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So I expect the same energy coming out of Las Vegas. Those guys believe in their team just like we believe in the Saints. So I don't think that that's a problem. I don't look at it as an insult, you know. I mean, I feel like it would be an insult, uh, you know, or I feel I would question that fandom, rather, if uh, they came out there and said, man, y'all going to win, man. That's an L on out, you know. No, nah, we can't do that. Dez is done career over. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of trying to go get Dez, Brian. I seen that article from Who That Dish. Shouts out to Who That Dish. Uh I, I I don't agree with that at all. I'm not feeling that. We will see Fowler more. I think you should, man. I like that. I like Benny Fowler. I like Benny Fowler. I think that uh not only is he a really good special teams player everywhere that he went, I think that he's a really smart football player. You can tell he's a smart guy. Oh, I already read that. Already read that. Eric says, what are your thoughts on trash bag Pete? Can we trade him away once Ruiz returns to, to the team? Um, what I think about Andrews Pete, um, I feel like he suffers from, you know, in the tough column. You know what I'm saying? I feel like in a tough column, he's soft. Uh, I don't think that he plays with a with an edge. I feel like he's too much of a nice guy to play on the offensive line. Um, he just so happens to be a big guy with good feet, you know, but I don't, I think the only thing that holds back Andrews Pete is his toughness. You know, I don't think he's tough. If Andrews Pete was tough and he played with an edge, then he'll be one of the best guards in football. Cause you can see it sometimes, but I feel like when he lines, it's almost like that guy that you see on a park, you know, you see him shooting, he can shoot the lights out. But when it when they play four on four and you play against four people you never seen before, he might play timid. That's why I feel about Andrews Pete. Andrews Pete is a good guard, but I feel like sometimes if he goes up against uh, an elite pass rusher or he lines up against a guy with a name, that guy gets the best of him. I I think he suffers because he he doesn't have that that edge. Like I feel like some offensive line or most offensive line need. What's up, State of the Science? <laughs> State of the Saints. How you been? That's a victory on Sunday. Besides that, I feel like Michael Thomas should stay out. I don't see a big deal with his injury. I don't feel if you uh, don't make it big. Yeah, I, I, I'm not looking at it. If this were like week nine, week 10, I'd be concerned. But it's week two, so it is probably the best you can act for. Is this game where we see more of Ty Montgomery? Um, I'm really excited to see what he can bring to the team. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see more Ty Montgomery. And I think a lot of people aren't giving him uh, enough attention as well. So, yeah, I just joined. So why is Mike T out? High ankle sprain, out for several weeks. Some people saying, you know, the the time frame is week six, but he's going to try to get back early. But it depends on how the Saints are rolling. Okay, if they're rolling and you don't really see – too much of a struggle, I say keep him out as long as you can. But don't try to rush him back. Less arm strength is understandable at Drew's age. But what's up with him throwing those, what the heck was he thinking, passing into three uh, triple covers? Yeah, yeah I, look, I, I was saying the same thing. That pass that he tried to throw to Emmanuel Sanders in the back of the end zone 
horrible. That pass that he tried to throw that could have been an interception, but the refs called pass interference, terrible. Uh, that, that pass that he threw to Emmanuel Sanders and he threw it really, really low, terrible. You know, it, it was. You know, but I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going on. But he said he's going to be a little bit more risky. Yeah, Jenkins will be our sharper in the secondary and returning as a champion. Gives him more credibility with our young core. Hopefully, hopefully we can create those turnovers the way we did in our Super Bowl year. Yeah, I think, I think that Janora Jenkins is playing inspired because, you know, when you get on the other side of 30, you realize that your football life is going to be coming to an end really soon. So you got to start, you know, looking at how you're going to be remembered. And Janora Jenkins, he he went 10 all time, I think, uh, and picked sixes this past Sunday. So if you add a Super Bowl to his resume, you might be looking at somebody that people might consider, you know, going into the Hall of Fame if he combines that with maybe like two or three more years of good production. So guys start to look at that, man. They start to look at how they want to be remembered. How do I want the world to remember me? You know, so I think by him coming to the New Orleans Saints, a contender, I mean, we've seen that train wreck out in New York on Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. I know y'all saw that. Daniel Jones with a 19-play drive only to get the ball intercepted by Cameron Haywood in the end, in the end zone. Like, ugh. And I feel so bad for Saquon Barkley, man. If I'm if I'm Saquon, whew, I know they're going to pick up his fifth-year option because the leader that he is, the, the player that he is, the character that he has. But, man. I would not want to sign back with the New York football giants. They are, they are all full. They play, they play hard. You can tell, uh, you know, Joe judge, uh, you know, the head coach, he got them playing hard, but man, that's a train wreck, but I'm pretty sure he glad he got up out of there. Morning, everyone. I just woke up. Good morning to you, dear. Andrews Peter is the weak link on the O line. I think they all played equally bad in the second half. You know, I don't think it was just Pete. I mean, it wasn't just him, you know, the reason why the defensive line was getting penetration. Well, I got Darren Waller, the tight end from the Raiders in my fantasy team, uh, on my fantasy team. Uh, I think that's his name. That's right. Uh, But, man, I really want to win this week. But if I got to lose, I got to lose. Look, Darren Waller is is a really good – tight end um he's one of those guys that i root for too man he dealt with a lot of issues alcoholism uh, he went to rehab turned his life around end up getting an extension by the raiders so those are the type of guys that i root for man i mean darren waller is good i think he's going to be a problem he reminds me a lot of a young jared cook a uh, huge catch radius not afraid to go over the middle not afraid to get tough uh, i think all those years in baltimore you know kind of helped him out so um, I think I think he can have a solid game, but I mean Demario Davis, that's gonna be a tough matchup for him, as well as uh, Marcus Williams and, and Malcolm Jenkins, who I feel like they're gonna put on him the majority of the time. We gotta use our practice squad the the right way. Yeah, but let's man, let's not get too hasty about this, folks. I mean, we seen what the Saints had on the field, and it was good enough to put up almost 40 points. So let's see where we at right now. Let's see how they approach the game. And because we all know that, you know, it's a week to week thing. You know, you're not going to play the same way last week and play the same way this week. You're going to see something different. So let's let's pump the brakes. Let's see what the Saints do before we, you know, start looking into free agency and dialing up the phone and calling GMs to try to 
get trades. You know, I've seen Allen Robinson. I've seen Dez Bryant. I've seen uh, – even seen Odell Beckham. I'm like, man, come on, man. Let's pump the brakes here. Let's chill out. Let's relax. Okay, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how this is going to be approached, though. Yeah. They haven't put him on IR, so that's a good sign. Yeah, they haven't put him on IR because he told him not to. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he's embracing this, uh, you know, this this rehabilitation thing. You know, he wants to be back. And, uh, you know, Michael Thomas, you know, they're going to be they're going to have to lock up the, the stadium in order to keep him off the field. You know, Tom Montgomery is also a really good receiver. Remember when he played for Green Bay, he was on their depth chart as a wide receiver. Yeah, you know, that's the reason why he wears number 88. You know, he's supposed to be a receiver, but he played running back, you know, when Green Bay didn't have one. Another thing I want to say is Father Time is unbeatable in the NFL, even for one and only Tom Brady. Father Time has beaten every star player in football. That's true. You know, nobody's the same way. Not even Drew, you know, not even Tom. None of them, you know, is undefeated. And, you know, that's why, you know, I mean, when I say things about Drew Brees, it's not to criticize him. It's just what I see, you know. And I, I like I said on a, on a podcast um, last week, I said it's hard for us to look at our heroes, right? It's hard for us to look at our heroes and, and, and say that they declined because we just look at them as, as supermen or superwomen. So, but – you can tell there's a difference, and Father Time is indeed undefeated. O line did uh, get beat pretty bad, but I got to give credit to Tampa's defense. Saw a lot of speed coming from those guys. Man, that's a lot of talent, man. Like for real. Like Jason Pierre Paul, uh, and Dominican Sue, Via Vale, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Devin White. Like all those guys, you know, can be like first team all pros. Or, had the potential to be first team all pro at some time in their career. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's a tough front. I I have to say, I have to look down the list. I don't think the Saints are going to go up against a more elite defensive line than that. I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think anybody, I don't think no other team going going to pose that type of threat. You can probably say the 49ers with Bosa, um, you know, but I don't know, man. We're going to be all right without Mike T for a couple of games. The Saints got a variety of weapons. The play calling just got to be better next game. I'm glad that he acknowledged that the first game, so I'm looking for improvements. You know, I'm looking for improvements. Uh, Carla says, good day, TJ, and the who that's. I'm glad to not be stressed, uh, put in the fourth quarter of the first game. Hopefully this season has transformed. I hope so, too. I, I really do. I hope that, I hope it has, so. It started off on a very low note with the injury of Michael Thomas, but it's still early. Can't wait to see Bond uh, playing some reps. I think you're going to see him this week. I just think that they were they were not ready and they weren't prepared to put him on the field against the elite quarterback like Tom Brady, who I feel like would have exposed Zach Bond in that game because he was young. So especially if he's playing linebacker, it probably wouldn't have been a good matchup. Getting my morning Saints fixed. I appreciate that, man, for you to say that. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, speaking of which, man, I just want to uh, take the time right now to let everybody know that uh, we are doing a contest here on the State of the Saints podcast where you can win a brand new State of the Saints podcast T-shirt. 
Uh, I posted a video on Facebook.com, uh, search the State of the Saints podcast, and I'm asking people to snapshot them subscribing and following the State of the Saints audio podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Now, there's a lot of people that snapshot me pictures of them looking at me on YouTube, and I appreciate that. But we're actually trying to uh, expand the podcast, you know, the, the, the podcast audio form. OK, uh, we're trying to uh, get people, you know, more active on there because there's a lot of people out there that that might not be able to look at the videos, might not be able to, you know, watch it in full time. You know what I'm saying? They probably at work, probably at the gym. So I'm encouraging people to subscribe and follow on a streaming app iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. So if you snapshot me a picture of you subscribing or following on those particular platforms, then you'll enter for a chance to win a State of the Saints podcast T-shirt. And no, I will not. Uh, whoever I announce as the winner, it will not be me. It will be my wife. OK, because I feel like there's a lot of people in the Who That Nation that's been rolling with me since square one. And I'll be lying to you if I if I was to tell you that I wouldn't be a little bit biased, you know. So I'm going to uh, you know, put some names in a hat, you know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna go down a list of individuals and I'm gonna ask my my wife to to pull a name out of the hat, and that's the person that's gonna win the t-shirt. Okay, so uh there's a chance. Once again, Facebook.com, search the state of the Saints podcast, snapshot your your um your you subscribe into one of the streaming apps, not YouTube, and uh, you'll win. You enter to get an opportunity to win a T-shirt. All right, so good luck. <laughs> I'm going to answer a few more, and then I got to get up out of here, folks. Uh, yes, everybody gets old. Look at Serena Williams. Father Time can't uh, be beat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, I, I still think Serena Williams got uh, you know some more left in the tank. But I think uh, Osaka, you know, I think that uh, she coming, man. She's young. She's vibrant. Seems like uh, they're trying to, uh, try, you know, position her as the new face of tennis. Uh, but, I mean, Serena Williams has done it all, won it all. I mean, anything that she wins now is just preliminary. <laughs> she, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a, a greater women's tennis player than than she is. I mean, she's the she's the goal of tennis, okay? she She definitely is. All right, no, I don't think nobody's gonna be able to touch her. I mean, you can talk about Steffi Graf back in the day, you know, uh, Sheriff Pova. I mean, she does a great job too, but ain't nobody touching Serena, we okay, ain't nobody touching Serena. Serena is one of those people who, uh, they, they expect, you know, and they wishing and hoping and praying that she retires <laughs> so they can get a chance to win. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate that. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. And also the audio version on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And remember to snapshot a picture, send it to the State of the Saints podcast, and, uh, you know, enter for an opportunity to win a free State of the Saints podcast t-shirt. I will be announcing a winner this Monday when the Saints take on the Las Vegas Raiders. So you still got time, man, up to uh, Sunday uh, evening uh, to enter for a chance to win a State of the Saints podcast t-shirt. And even if you don't win a t-shirt, I mean, you can still purchase the State of the Saints podcast, apparel, clothes, 
accessories. Uh, you can do so at teesprings.com. Uh, search the State of the Saints podcast. Teesprings at, uh, and then you can search the State of the Saints podcast. Teesprings.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. You all have a good day. Good evening, good night. Whenever you're looking at this video, I really do appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?